Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at tommic.wixsite.com slash meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now on back to our service. Good morning and welcome to Ten of Meeting Ministries. My name is Pastor Ken Simmons. Today we're coming out of 2 Timothy, first chapter, a verse. We're going to be talking about guarding the deposit God entrusted to you. Guarding the deposit things that God put in us, placed in us, he's entrusting that to us. And we're going to be talking about what that means, how he entrusts us, and all of that. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're coming out of the ESV version, so as you read your King James Version, we're going to just, I'm going to be breaking it down anyway. Alright. So, Amen. So, it starts out, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Nor of me, his prisoner. And this is Paul talking. He's in jail. He's actually in prison. He's not in jail. He's in prison. And, um, he is writing this letter to his bishop, Timothy. And um, he's telling him, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. They were being persecuted at the time for being Christians. And a lot of times we be ashamed of our testimony to God. We don't witness like we should to people. Some people we look at and we be scared to talk to them. In some countries you can't even speak about Jesus without getting killed or arrested. So things that happened back then and 2,000 years ago is still happening today. Like we talked about earlier, there's nothing new under the sun. So it says there do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord nor of me his prisoner. People were scared to talk about Paul. Powerful was a very powerful man in Christ, especially 2,000 years ago as he did miracles and wonders just like the apostles. He was an apostle, so he had all of those things with him. It was in one instance where um, some guys <laughs> tried to cast a demon out in the name of Jesus that Paul speaks about. Mm -hmm. And the demon himself said, 
Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? When the demon speaks out a name from a natural man, that's how powerful Paul was. Amen? So, he said, Nor don't, don't be ashamed of me, God's prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. If you believe that you can walk this earth and be a Christian in Christ without going through something, you're fooling yourself. We all have to go through it. We have people that just can't stand you just because you you. Because the spirit that's in you toils with their spirit. They don't even know why. They just don't like you. Somebody asked, why you don't like them? I don't know. It's just something about them. It's something about you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This is what people do. But this is the power of God, too. God stirs up stuff in places. I've walked into places, and just because I walk in, you'll see people throwing their cigarettes out. You'll see them throwing their cans away. I had just walked in the building. I ain't trying to tell nobody to do nothing. But the spirit that I have and that I carry and the anointing that God has put on me troubles spirits around me. And that's just not with me, and that's with other people. Anybody in Christ has that power. We have to learn how to tap into the power that God has given us. And that's through the Holy Spirit. So it says, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Share in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. And that's what we just talked about. Now it says, who saves us and calls us to holy calling? Not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace. We don't get in with God because of the works that we do. We get in because God wants us to be in. His grace and mercy is what gets us in. And the purpose that he has for us, as we follow God and do what we're supposed to do, our purpose shows. Now, as long as you are working in the will of God, you're working in your purpose. As soon as you're out of the will of God, you're no longer working in your purpose. Not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace. God has his own purpose for you. He has his own purpose for me. I must stay in that purpose. Now, you'll hear people tell you that you need to stop doing this, you need to stop doing that. But if you are working in the purpose of what God has for you, what they say is null and void. Null and void. So it says, our, our works be but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. God had a purpose and a grace for us before we even got here, before the foundation of the world. 
when we was a thought in God's mind, he had a purpose for us. Our purpose was already set. Now, how we get there and if we get there is up to us. But God has a set purpose for everybody. This is why God says he doesn't want anybody to perish. Because God has a purpose for all people. Now, whether you're willing to work in that purpose and do what God asks you to do, that's on you, you know. That's why you will hear Joshua in the scriptures. He said, you know, y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. For me and my house, right? I'm going to serve the Lord. Because God, God gives us and has a purpose for us, he still gives us choice. We can follow the route that God gives us or we can go these other routes and end up in hell. All routes outside of Christ Jesus leads to hell. All of them. His own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. And which now has been manifested through the appearance of our Savior Jesus Christ. So all of these things that God has for us from the beginning and the foundation of the world has been manifested and has come to fruition because Jesus has came here, died, and resurrected to make these things happen. At first we were just a thought. Jesus made it reality. Now that that reality is here, the question is, what are we going to do about it? God opened the door for us through Jesus Christ to get us back to him. He gave us a way out. He gave us a way back to him. But it's our choice to come back to him. And which now has been manifested through the appearance of our child of our Savior Jesus Christ who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel the gospel that everybody has spoken about that the Bible talks about Jesus brought it to life because everything that they talked about has came to pass in the Old Testament they talked about the gospel we saw now that Jesus was that gospel that the Old Testament spoke about. He said he conquered death. He abolished it. We don't have to die and go to a eternal death. We don't have that. We literally go from life to life. We go from natural life to spiritual life. Do you know there's some people that live a miserable life here on earth and then die and then gonna go to an eternal death? They're just going from death to death. That's horrible. Why would you do that to yourself? You lived a miserable life here on earth and then you're going to an eternal hell.
11 says, For which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher. We listened to Paul said that he was three things. He was an apostle, he was a preacher, and he was a teacher. We have, and he said, this was his appointment. He was appointed these things. See, Paul was a person that understood his calling. He understood who he was in Christ. A lot of people have been in Christ 30, 40 years, don't know why they there. I don't know my calling. After 30, 40 years, you didn't been in Christ 30, 40 years, reading the Bible, not really understanding it, because if you understood it, you would know your purpose. That's not to talk about the people that don't know their purpose, but find out who you, what your purpose is. People ask all the time, how do I know my purpose? Everybody's purpose is to love God with all their heart and soul and mind, and to love thy neighbor as thyself, and to teach others how to do the same thing. Those three things is everybody's call. Now, no matter what I become or who I am, when I was just a lay person in the church, when I became a minister, as a pastor, as a whatever, I become my basis of everything that I do is to love God with all my heart and soul and mind, love thy neighbor as thyself, and to teach others how to do the same thing, no matter what I am or what I'm doing. That's always the basis of my purpose. Now, God will move you up into whatever he wants you to be. But those three things is your main purpose. He says, for which I appointed a, I was a, I was appointed a preacher, a teacher, an apostle, which is why I suffer as I do. He understands because he is who he is, why he suffers. Too many of us complain about suffering, but don't realize you're suffering because of who you are. Amen. Amen. I'm struggling. But you're a bishop. I'm struggling. You're complaining, but you're an apostle. Of course. Because every time you go up, <laughs> and people don't realize this, as you get blessed and go up, there's things that go with you. The devil follows everything that God does. There's many blessings that you have coming from God. The devil is right there with all of his curses and all of his madness that he got going on. Amen. So I don't think you're just going to rise with nothing but peace and love. Right. <laughs> Amen. You will have that in your heart about God. But from the natural side, the devil is going to torment you. That's what he does. Our job is to move him out of the way and make him flee. The Bible tells us that. We stand our ground with the devil, he will flee. But that doesn't say he will flee forever. Right. He'll flee for the moment. But he'll be back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 
But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. He know who he is, he know what he believes, and he sticks to it. This is why we have to be rooted and grounded in the word. Because the things of the world could make you move towards the world if you're not careful. You really can. I was watching a movie last night, and it was called... Uh, was called New World Order. And in this movie, it was about these two girls that were, it was during the tribulation period. Everybody that was in Christ had already got taken. And in this movie, it was about these two girls that was dealing with the tribulation period on their own. And they was in Christ when they was, well, they would grew up in church, but they didn't pay no attention. You know, and now it's the time where they needed to know these things. So what happened was, I mean, long story short, one of the women, and they both was telling each other, we're going through this thing, and everybody had this mark of the beast and everything. And they was trying to avoid all of these people with the mark. But the people caught up with them. And one of them took the mark, and the other one didn't. When they both told each other that they would never take the mark. And the one that you had like when you watch the movie, the one you expected that was the strongest was the one that failed. And the weaker one ended up dying in Christ. And it just went to show me how the scripture says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. But at the same time, the one that called themselves the strongest between the two was not rooted. She wasn't rooted in her heart. And the other one that was the weaker one had God in her heart. From a natural standpoint, she was the weaker one. But from a spiritual standpoint, she was the strongest of both of them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And we have to know that these type of things are going to be taking place. And when they do, and just like Paul is talking, he writing letters and he's in prison. Mm -hmm. He's in prison for Christ still writing letters about Christ and sending them out to people. And I guess at that point, you ain't got nothing to lose. You are already in jail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it says, but I am not ashamed, for I now, I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able, and this is uh, 12, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until the day, until that day, what has been entrusted to me. All of this stuff that you learn in your lifetime, all of these things that God has taught you, all the revelation knowledge, all the dreams, all the miracles, all the things that God has shown you, gets you to the point of where Paul is. See, we believe God until these things happen to us. And when something happens to somebody else, oh, we got all kind of word for it. Oh, you need to read the scripture and the scripture say this. Blah, blah, blah. But then when it's your turn, 
man, I'm just going through. You don't even know what I'm going through. I'm suffering more than anybody, probably. Oh, yeah? No one can tell you that they are suffering more than you. Your suffering is just as strong as the next person's. I would never tell somebody that you have no idea what I'm going through, and I guarantee it's better than you going through more stuff than you ever will. Because, see, in your mind, your problems is just as big as mine. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to belittle your situation. But people do that. You hear it all the time. I hear it all the time as pastor. People dog me out, say things about me, talk about me on Facebook, say all this crazy stuff. I don't care. I really don't. Because the only person I have to answer to is not no bishop, is not no apostle, is not no pastor. I only have to answer to God. And whether I am in something or not, or whether I'm doing what I'm supposed to do for in a natural sense, is not going to stop me from going to heaven. Right. I trust God and God alone. Mm -hmm. This man-made stuff is hot garbage. Amen. And we got to start realizing that as people. Stop entrusting ourselves to the things of this world. Because this stuff would lead you straight to hell. Especially when you see things that you know ain't right. Thirteen says, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me. He's speaking, Paul is speaking as an apostle. And he was like, listen to the words that I'm speaking to you. And he's talking about the words of God that he's speaking. <coughs> Paul will tell you in a minute, follow me as I follow Christ. Right. Too many of us follow people that ain't in Christ. We follow people that say they're in Christ, but don't show it. They'll tell you a good thing. They'll preach a good thing. But they actions show something else. Nowhere near God. But we just ride around, right up behind them. That's my past. We gotta be careful. Read the scriptures. Understand the scriptures. When you see that whatever the scriptures say don't match what's going on in where you are, you need to address it or move. Because your spirit and your your soul is not worth staying in something that you ain't got no business in. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. All of this stuff is in faith 
All of this stuff is in love. In who? Jesus Christ. Not in the pastor. Not in the bishops. Not in the apostles. Not even the pope. <laughs> but in Christ Jesus. Fourteen says, by the Holy Spirit who dwell within us, guard the good deposit entrusted in you. When the Holy Spirit is working with you and he is telling you the things that you need to know. And he is blessing you through your job, through your household, through the things in your everyday life. And somebody is telling you different. Don't bother with that mess. This is gospel. This is true gospel. By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. As the Holy Spirit dwells. That's the whole point of the Holy Spirit being in us. To tell us what we need to do. What we can do. What we should do. Where we should go. Who to avoid. What to do. Who to help. Who to stay away from. The Holy Spirit does all of that. Amen. We have to have an ear to hear. That's why you get in these different organizations. They say, yeah, you shouldn't be affiliated with these people. Why? If God told me to do this. And you see the birth of something really good coming from it. God is showing you things. Through the work that you're doing. And man is telling you not to. Why? See, what, what we forget is... God is not a denomination. God is not a, 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 a group of people. God is God. Yes. They said there's only one body of Christ. But it's over a thousand denominations. God says one body. So if it's only one body, but it's a thousand denominations, mm -hmm. which one do you choose? <laughs> God has somebody in everything. You can stay right where you are. And God will bless you. If God tells you to move, then you move. Get out of there. Because when you stay in something too long that God don't want you to be in, that means God has left it. Right. Now you on your own with it. Amen. Because God has moved over here for you. You still over here. Yes. You need to get where God is now because he told you to leave. Yes. <laughs> so by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted in you. Guard what? The Holy Spirit. You have to guard the Holy Spirit. How do we guard the Holy Spirit? God, Holy Spirit protects us. Yeah, but as the Holy Spirit protects us, we are to entrust ourselves with it. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. We entrust ourselves with Him. So as we entrust ourselves with the Holy Spirit, this is how we guard. 
because we trust Him, we believe in Him, we listen to Him. Too many of us try to go outside the Holy Spirit. 15 says, you are aware that all who are in Asia turned away from me. Among who are Phygelus and Hermonides. It says, may the Lord grant mercy to the household of one Sephorus. For he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he arrived in Rome, he searched for me earnestly and found me. May the Lord grant him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. See, a guy came there and he was with him and he found out. He went to Rome looking for Paul. And he found out Paul was in chains, so he ain't been there to visit him. He ain't sent word or nothing. Now Paul know where he is. See how God will do? God will show you that he came. But he didn't go see Paul. He was right with him until, until it went down. That's how people do. Yeah, I'm good. We going to fellowship. That kills me with this word fellowship. Fellowship is a word that all these churches use. And, and, and the fellowship is not there. They're, and see, what they believe is fellowship in me. And I'm going to get my church and I'm going to get your church and we're going to church. We're going to all have church. That ain't fellowship. Anybody can do that. Churches don't even know each other. Good fellowship is when your church know my church. The pastor knows the other pastor. People in the church and all of the deacons and everybody, they know all the deacons. Mm -hmm. And when we fellowship, it's amazing because everybody is in the glory of God. And I know how these people worship and they know how I worship. Mm -hmm. That's true fellowship. Right. We get together every now and then and we taking money from each other. That ain't no fellowship. That's fellow tip. <laughs> just tipping each other. You bring your church over here, I give you a hundred dollars, and then when they come over there, we gonna got the same hundred for you. Everybody exchanging hundred dollars all year. Fellow tip. Ridiculous. It's sad though. We watch. And you can see, as you read the scripture, how Paul was really upset. You know, it hurt his heart that one of the guys that he'd been, you know, that he was affiliated with, that he thought was going to be there for him, and ain't even come visit him. When you are going through something, you will truly learn who your friends are. Right. You will learn that. said, may the Lord have mercy on him on that day. And you well know all the service he rendered at Ephesus. Wow. As we read these scriptures and we go through and guard the deposit of it that was entrusted in us and we 
look at how we're supposed to guard the things that God gave us and we use the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit, all of the things that we gather that's within us, I'm going to tell you this. I've seen older people that has, uh, what do they call that when they can't remember nothing? Alzheimer's. It's people that have Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. And they can't remember anything. Mm -hmm. But they can still quote scriptures. Mm -hmm. And see, God don't allow the things that he deposits in you. Mm -hmm. See, our bodies are made to deposit the things of God. Mm -hmm. right. You see what I'm saying? Our bodies are made for that. So the things that God put in us, they don't leave. They're not going to. Everything else naturally might go. But the word that God has for you is not going anywhere. Especially once you deposit it in you. You put it in there, it's in there. So we learn to trust the Holy Spirit. And, this, and, this, and these scriptures are, are teaching us that the Holy Spirit is our safe. And as we put things away, we lock it up and hold it tight keep that thing in us uh, the Holy Spirit teaches us all things and we have to take care of that Holy Spirit we have to nurture our spirit with the Spirit of God right Amen. because God told, tells us in the scriptures that we know in part so every little part that we know we need the Holy Spirit to keep giving us food yes. and as it releases food we grow, just like a baby. So keep the deposit that the Lord has for us, which is the Holy Spirit. Hold it, protect it, keep it, and don't never waver from it, because it's there for your good. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. For the word today, we thank you for the things that you have shown us in the scriptures as we go through 2 Timothy 1. And we know that you entrusted the Holy Spirit in us. And as you placed it in our hearts and placed it in our bodies and our minds and our souls, we are to nurture ourselves with it. We are to understand it. And with all that, get it, we get understanding of it. And we are to use it to grow in you. Father, we thank you for the opportunity with you dying, you using your son to die on the cross for us and give us a chance at everlasting life. And we use the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the Holy Spirit to help us get to that point. We thank you and we praise your name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we all say amen. Amen. of Meeting Holiness Ministries. For more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button and the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.